Welcome back to A Bit of Fun with Emily. It's me, your host, Emily. I am glad you're here. You have made it. You have made it to the final episode of season 10. I have made it to the final episode of season 10, Deserted Island Pop Culture Picks. We've had a lot of fun this season. I have, as I mentioned last time, I have really enjoyed talking to everybody. We had Rachel, my friend from college, and Crystal, a librarian who I have known since she was a teenager. And then we had some return favorites to the pod, Julia and Watson and Valerie and Jessica. And then we brought on Donna and Amber and Anna. And it was just a lot of fun talking to everybody about their pop culture picks. And I think... My favorite parts of the conversations, I loved to hear their picks. I loved to try to guess ahead of time what they were going to select, especially if I know them really well and, and their pop culture proclivities. But I think my favorite part of the conversation was always talking about their pop culture personality. And there were some, you know, some differences, people that'll try everything, people that really kind of take recommendations, people that really settle into their comfort zone, people who... Not that they're not exploring new things, but kind of really love the things they have loved in the past. And while they may feel a little stuck there or they just like to stay there, it it was really interesting. But I think the theme going through it all is a love of storytelling. And I have said this over and over and over again on the podcast, and I will continue to talk about storytelling. Maybe it's something I need to really dive deeper into at some point. Just the beauty of story, what it tells about ourselves, what we are drawn to, what we find meaning in, what touches our hearts, that, you know, we forces us to empathize and to grow and to learn. And it can be story from anywhere. And I was thinking about this, you know, it's not just fictional movies or documentaries, there's storytelling, even in like sports, you you just there's it's everywhere. And I think it's just a, a human thing to love story to kind of go back to that idea of, being a small part in a bigger in a bigger tale and I and I think that really came out in a lot of maybe not directly we weren't overly deep about the conversations but how we pick things and um, how we discover new things to read and to watch and so I just had a lot of fun with those conversations and I I don't know if I've mentioned on here before I think maybe I have um, that when I have a few moments, I'm kind of working on this pop culture book. And it's mostly about that, about how story kind of changes our lives and what stories we are drawn to. And I'm, I'm excited to continue to explore that because I had a lot of fun doing that this season. Um, but now it is time for me to share with you my picks. And this has been harder than I thought it was going to be. I think because I consume a lot, (laughs) I was starting to realize that I might consume more pop culture than the normal person. Um, and I, and I do it without prompting often. Sometimes it's because of of this podcast and wanting to prep for it and get seasons ready. But the fact that I sat a couple weekends ago and watched a disgusting number of Doris Day movies just because I was in a Doris Day mood, I think says a lot about me. (laughs) I'm going to say good things. It says good things about me, that I have good taste in classic Hollywood movies. But I, I had a lot to pick from, a lot that I have watched, a lot that I have read. And so it was a little trickier than I thought it was going to be especially the book, but we'll get to that in a little bit. We're going to start out with the movie. 
And the movie actually wasn't hard. I knew immediately what it was going to be. I wanted something much like Julia was talking about that was comforting for me, that feels like a, a warm blanket wrapped around you on a cold night that you just can settle in and you don't worry about what's going to happen. Um, you can often just say the entire dialogue along with the characters. Uh, and that for me is The Princess Bride. I think Rob Reiner is a genius. I really agree with a lot of what Amber said about um, when Harry met Sally. It's one of it's one of my favorite rom coms. I absolutely love it. I think Reiner just excels at relationship and and character development in ways that are so genuine that you don't often see, even when it is a boy and his grandpa, and they are, again, telling stories with one another. And I, I love it. I love the humor. I love the adventure. I love the romance. I love the rhyming. I love um, the wit and the the daring. I It just, it has everything. It has the fairy tale element. It has the pirates. It has um, high sea adventures. It has chases. It, it has Fasini. Um, so there's just so much to love about the movie. And if I was going to be stranded on a deserted island, I would want the Princess Bride with me. Now, I kind of almost didn't pick it though, because I could recreate it almost to perfection without having the movie in front of me. Like it, it's just something that lives in me now. So if I wanted to, ex, you know, if I wanted to experience the movie and I did not have it with me, I could still do it. <laughs> I could play all the parts and, you know, maybe design a little set that looked like, you know, the fire swamp. But I I decided on that in the end because because it's the it's one of the movies I remember growing up with. I don't remember the first time I saw it. But before I knew it, I could quote it in its entirety. So The Princess Bride would be the movie on the island with me. The TV show was tricky. It was harder because there are a few shows that I go back to over and over and over again. I am, um, I guess we could dive in really briefly to my pop culture personality. I am a rewatcher. I'm a re-reader. I explore just about everything. I'm kind of like Rachel when she talks about, you know, Maybe she feels a little prudish, but there are elements like I had mentioned in there. There are certain kinds of comedies and stuff that I just I don't tend to watch because it's often just too much for me. I don't find it amusing, but uh, I am I am a avid of everything. I will try just about everything. I, I would love to dive a little more deep into international film. Um, I've, I've seen some things here and there that I really, really enjoyed. I'm a multitasker though. I am never just watching a movie or just watching a TV show. I am doing other things while I'm doing it. So if I have to read the screen, uh, then I, I have, I don't tend to go to those because I I can't multitask. I have to be focusing on the screen. So um, I oftentimes, though, fall back into kind of the same the same patterns. The the whole weekends spent with Doris Day movies I've seen at least 20 times each or um, going back to Veronica Mars, even though I've seen it at least five times all the way through that. But there's just something again, comforting about it and something um, sweet about reliving things and seeing things you didn't notice and then sharing those things you love with people that haven't seen them yet and then forcing them to lie to you if they don't like it because it will break your heart. Not that that's ever happened, but it's happened. So I was thinking a lot about, you know, Veronica Mars was on the shortlist. I really love it. It's only three seasons though. 
only three seasons and um she's a lot to handle in in long doses so I was like you know what I don't I don't think that's the right one and so for a while I thought the Gilmore Girls but if you remember from the episode with Valerie I have developed some very strong feelings about the Gilmore Girls specifically Rory and how I just think she's the worst um so I was like you know what I don't think I want to be stuck on the island with Rory and I kept thinking what would I want to watch would I want to laugh would I want to cry I don't like heavy dramas um typically because I don't like to sit and cry the whole time if there's the expectation that in every episode you're going to cry i I don't like that parenthood. And then this, what was that show called? This is us. I don't even know. (laughs) I think I made it through an episode. I'm like, nope, I'm out. I see what you're doing when they are manipulating you to have those emotions. I don't care for it. I think it's rude. Um, And I I was like, I don't want that vibe. I want something fun that will take me out of my preoccupation of whether or not I'm going to survive on this island or not. Chances are I'm not going to survive for any prolonged period of time because uh, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not a survivalist. I, I'm, I'm very minimally a camper. So it's just, it's not something that I think I would come back from very quickly or come back from at all. Uh, So I decided that what I would really want on the island with me is the TV show Chuck. One, there's several reasons. Mostly every member of the cast. I could just list all the cast members. But one, Zachary Levi. I would be okay being stuck on the island with Zachary Levi. Uh, Two, you've got that relationship building again they become friends there's it's witty dialogue it's funny um you have jeffster which is any reason to watch a show to have jester on jeffster on there uh loved them you've got i was at two or three i don't even know where we're at now um but you've got adventure you've got the romance between um chuck and sarah you've got Morgan Grimes, who is the best friend in all of television, maybe the worst friend as well, but just the best friend. And um, John Casey. And I just, I love them all. Captain Awesome. I love them all. (laughs) So I think it's five seasons. I'd get to sit in it for a while. The episodes are an hour each. Um, I could maybe watch a couple and then take a break, but still have a lot ahead of me. So I have decided, yes, that I want Chuck with me because who wouldn't want Chuck on a deserted island with them? That, yep, I hope you probably could have guessed. If you know me, that might have been a, a give me because of the Zachary Levi element. But that's, that's a conversation for another day. Now for the book. I wanted to cheat so very badly, like Amber. And I again, I did let Amber cheat. Um, because there are some series that I have reread multiple times and that I love so completely that if I could have the whole series with me, I would do it. I I will name those series. If I could have the Illuminae series by Jay Kristoff and Amy Kaufman on the island with me, that would have been my pick. Uh, It is genius. I, I would hope to also have the audiobooks. I would cheat double. I would say I get all the books and I get them in print and in audiobook because the print format is not straight prose. It is graphical and confusing and brilliant and just the the way they have done their storytelling is unparalleled in my opinion in especially teen science fiction they are just so good at what they do and the audiobook is full cast so you get a lot of different voices including my favorite audiobook reader of all time Steve West he just has a dreamy voice Um, but 
it, it would that would have been my pick but it's a series and I said one book and then I thought oh well that also then eliminates anything well not anything there are a few standalones by Maggie Steve Steve Otter but my favorite Steve Otter of all time the Raven Boys would be eliminated because it's it's a series um, so I would not get to take Gansey with me and Ronan and Adam and Blue and that just that makes me sad. So if we, we could go on and on about Maggie Stiefvater and the fact that I got to have her at my library and she sat in the front seat, passenger seat of my car so that now if I ever sell my car, I will be asking for that front passenger seat that I will keep with me forever uh, because I just, I will never be able to let it go because she sat on it. <laughs> it was an amazing night. It was such an amazing night. And to think that it's been what six years ago oh my goodness how time flies um so I couldn't have Maggie I mean I do like all the Crooked Saints and Scorpio races her independent books but it just didn't feel right on the island and then I thought My Lady Jane which by Jody Meadows Cynthia Hand and Brody Ashton and I that would have been okay because it is technically a standalone it's a part of kind of companion novels now but it I was like do I really want YA fiction I don't know and so when I thought about it back to the same kind of realm as the Princess Bride what I would want with me is something that I know I love that I know I have not gotten sick of and I have reread it I think seven times now Um, and that would be Aaron Morgenstern's The Night Circus. It starts with the introduction of the circus that it just appears overnight nobody knows where it comes from it's just there and the way Morgan Stern has these little snippets these little vignettes of this circus and how people move throughout the circus and what they experience and how she has made the circus a setting I think I would need that kind of escapism on the island to be sitting on a, a, I'm going to say a sandy beach, because in my head, it's just a tropical paradise. Um, But to be sitting there waiting for rescue, but to be at at midnight in the middle of this black and white circus, with all this magic happening around me, uh, I I think I could sit in that for a very long time and reread that and not get sick of it. I would love for them to come out with another audiobook version of it and maybe there is one and I just haven't found it not to say that Jim Dale doesn't do a fantastic job Jim Dale of the Harry Potter series audiobook fame but I I would love almost to hear a a full cast audio of that or or a female reader because I think the the voice is kind of very strongly female especially um, because of Celia in in the in the circus she's this young wizard she's not a wizard she's a kind of an enchantress um who has created all an illusionist who has created all of these illusions because she's in this big battle with this other illusionist uh, and so they the the battle that they're in this challenge that they're in is to keep this circus going and um and it's just it's beautiful and it's complicated and it's atmospheric and mood driven and I just I absolutely love it so Aaron Morgenstern's The Night Circus I would love I think I've mentioned before to host a night circus event a midnight dinner um, they do that in the books the book and I I just I love it you should read it if you have not read it and that is what I would want with me which leads to the music album and this one was Im- impossible <laughs> it was impossible um, because the one I kept going to I really wanted to bring Guster's Lost and Gone Forever with me, but it is it is 
just moody. It is, it tends to be a little slower, not tends to, it is just a little slower. It's a little more mellow. And I just, you know, I kind of thought back to Valerie's answers, you know, I'd almost want, I'd almost want ABBA with me. I want something uplifting that I could dance to, but I don't know if, if I could handle ABBA only. Um, ABBA with other things is great. ABBA only, I don't know. And so I wanted something that had some tonal differences, something that um, could be a little sad at times, but could be happy at times that even if the song was a little sad, maybe even, but it's an upbeat melody that I could get up and dance to it. Um, Somebody's voice that I just absolutely love. And that finally made me decide on Brian Fallon's painkillers came out in 2016. Uh, I just, I don't even remember how I discovered him. I think I just kind of came across some kind of clip probably on Instagram, um, of, of one of his songs. And I, and I fell in love. And when I got the album for the first time, I listened to it nonstop to the point where I think I was driving other people crazy. If they were in my car or in my home, I was listening to it. I got the vinyl for it. I dragged Lindsay, my best friend to one of his concerts. He's got this rough gravelly voice that I love. And a lot of the songs are sadder, but they're upbeat, (laughs) but he has this one, a wonderful life, probably my favorite of his songs. Um, so I think I could sit in that music for a while. It's a little more contemporary, which surprises me. And I'm kind of surprised that I didn't end up with a nineties country album. If we were going to go with that comforting kind of thing, because nineties country music, uh, don't judge me is, is my comfort place. But as I've settled into the pick, I feel, I feel very good about it. Very good about it. So those were my picks. That is that is what I would want with me on the deserted island. Um, and hopefully I still love all of those things by the time I am rescued. And if you would like to, I would love to hear what your picks would be. I kind of posted some stuff on um you know, Insta- not Inst- yeah, Instagram and Facebook, trying to see what people would want with them. But you could always leave it in the comments on social media when I post about today's episode. Um, I would love to hear what your picks would be. What would you want with you on a deserted island? If by some magic and wizardry, you have technology that can entertain you, but not save you. Doesn't that island sound nice right now? We have not seen the sun in what feels like forever. There was a little glimmer of it the other day, but I was I was feverish and not able to get out of the, the house, which leads me to the fact that I am extremely excited uh, to be done with 2022. It was been a the second half of the year was kind of tough on me, just a lot going on. Um, but there were a lot of blessings in the year as well. I got to spend a really fun week on, during spring break with my entire family, all my nephews at the beach together. I, I couldn't have asked for a more fun time spending with them. I absolutely love and adore my family and we are so very rarely all in the same space except for holidays. So the fact that we got to get away for an entire week was just, was wonderful. I I have, um, a new dog. Dolly Parton is in my life and she is trouble and she makes me insane, but she is a cuddle bug and she is funny and has gotten me back outside on walks, which I hadn't done in a while. And so I've just enjoyed having her in my life. I have a great job that I love that is not always easy um, and can 
kick my butt at times, but I work with some of the most amazing people I know. And so it's just, it's a privilege to be able to go into the Greenwood Public Library every single day and to see them and to work with them in our community, which is just fantastic. I have a beautiful home that I can't wait to do some things around the house to continue to make it my space. And I I live in a neighborhood that I like being out in and taking walks through and I feel safe in. So there's just a lot of blessings to the year, even in the midst of hard. I, in the midst of feeling pretty cruddy most of the time, especially the back half of the year, um, silly immune systems that get compromised. My goodness. So I apologize for how many times you heard me cough or (laughs) my voice sounded weird. By golly, that is my goal for 2023 is to get my immune system under control and maybe make it through a year without having a cold. That would be fantastic. Um, So I I hope you have big plans for the new year. I hope your 2022 was filled with blessings and I hope you take the time to reminisce about those blessings and um, to really think about, you know, what you hold dear. And I hope this holiday season that you get to spend some time with the people you love, um, that you find some time to relax and to rest, which I'm learning more and more how very important that is, even though that drives me nuts because it is not in my nature to do. I hope that you find an outlet like this silly podcast here that brings you joy and that gives you inspiration and something to be excited about. And most importantly, I thank you so very much for lending me your ear a couple times a week for supporting this podcast and me. Even if I don't even know you're listening, I I see the little mark when somebody has it downloaded and then I get a comment on Facebook or Instagram. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. And I hope to continue to make content that you find amusing that I find amusing um, and that just is a no stress conversation. And that I think is kind of the goal of the podcast. As much as I love to talk about pop culture and that kind of thing, I, I like the idea of no stress conversations that you just get to have fun and you reveal a little bit about yourself and um, you get to we- live your weird out loud, which I would love to have tattooed on my body somewhere live your weird out loud, because that is what I try to do on the regular. And I think I do pretty well, because uh, I am, if nothing else, weird. But that is all for today. That is all for this year. This is all, this is it for 2022. I will be back in the new year with some new content, new conversations, new weird explorations of pop culture. If you have the time, it would be awesome if you could rate and review the podcast wherever you listen, specifically Apple Podcasts would be great because I know that's where a lot of the analytics lie um, so that other people can, you know, find the podcast too. People that you think might enjoy conversations with a girl who doesn't really know what she's talking about, especially when it comes to pop culture. Or another very easy way to support the podcast is just to share it. You can follow me on Instagram at at Gnome Girl M and on Facebook as a bit of fun with Emily. I hope you have an amazing holiday season, a very happy new year. Go have yourself a bit of fun and I will see you next time.